gosh, he's who he's something, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's uh, I like that. I like the intro that he does. The little now recording. And you definitely can't escape the like. Oh, I didn't know. That's listen. If you can't hear that, and you're, yeah, oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Let's hit a little intro here. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod. Uh, it's me, your boy Morgan, uh, your host here, along with uh, your fellow uh, guest host that's always here. Uh, tell me, tell me what it is. Uh, it is I, the Braulio person, podcaster creature, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What saying. <laughs> no, it's a uh, kind of. I guess. I mean, your your uh, your logo is like a wolf. You know. <laughs> it is. I actually got a tattooed on my arm too. Really? See, I'm 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 looking to get like a like a cool traditional tattoo, like done in the traditional fashion. So like with the the boar's teeth, like knocked into my uh, my arm. Sort of like the the rock's new tribal tattoo, but better. I dig it. Pretty much. Yeah. I dig, I dig it. I dig it. You know, I I really want that pain. You know. <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? Uh, not yet. No. Ah, uh, so your first one's gonna be a big one. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's the goal, you know, is really do something that uh, you know, uh, traditional, you know, heritage. <laughs> I dig it, man. I could go with that. Yeah. Um. So we just we recorded for your show yesterday. Um. And we we talked. Uh. What what, what did we talk? <laughs> we talked uh, voice actors uh, as well as some movie rumors. And some pretty insightful tech talk, I must say. Like, I was listening to it, and it went from, like, a chatty comic conversation to a very deep conversation. So that was a very interesting turn. So look forward to that episode on Sunday, guys. Yes. Uh, yeah, this show is going up uh, in the morning, so on Friday. So, yeah, you guys have something to look forward to on uh, on Sunday. You also have an episode of Braulio's show to listen to from yesterday two days ago at this point um where he uh talks to uh, a mutual of ours uh veronica yeah a lot of audio this week yeah a lot of a lot of content for you guys to consume um and you can check out the youtube stuff as well for uh for some gaming or something i don't know check those out um yeah, i'm actually so- trying to repurpose the youtube channel I'm, i was kind of thinking like Maybe do using it as a way to do live podcasts since I kind of like dropped the whole tech intro aspect of things and just focus more on the pod movie world. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, that's something that's really fun. Um, and we're going to be doing, I think we're going to be doing some more video stuff as well in the future on both of our uh, YouTube channels and some and Twitch and stuff like that. So you got a lot of content to look forward to uh, when yeah. it comes to us. Yeah, 2021 is definitely going to be a good year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, So, yeah, uh, this week we're talking uh, the best kind of nerdy games that we, I mean, you know, of course, it's going to be stuff that we played growing up and, and, you know, in high school and whatever. But something that, you know, if people aren't into it, then maybe they can get into it. Or like you have, you have a kid, you started her early um, on her Pokemon journey. But if, you know. Yep. Yeah, if people are getting into it or they have family members who want to get into it, what's some of the best games to really play and what are some of the most fun things? Maybe we get into like, you know, 
the <laughs> the dark side of certain things. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this this is gonna this is gonna be a good conversation because we're already feeling. Oh yeah, um. So I I think we I think we could start off with like the big one, out of way pretty quickly. Uh, D and D. Uh, always wanted to get into it. Never had the privilege of having friends that were in it themselves. So it kind of made it challenging to find a community, a community that was into it. So I never had the actual privilege of you know knowing anybody that actually played D and D in person so it was always like a challenge for me to play it myself i always wanted to get into it and every time i went to you know to Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and i saw the D players i always kind of wanted to join that world but never had the privilege uh pretty much same for me like anybody uh you you know this because i texted you about it but um i really wanted to get a game going for like stream stuff so if anybody knows uh people who would be interested in playing and uh if you know someone who'd be interested in dming i'd be interested in trying my hand at dming i love writing a story i love making um things um but if anybody knows anybody who's like a very good voice actor or a good actor period um who would be interested in being part of a campaign that would be going on stream uh probably with me and braulio i think you said you'd be interested in right yes i would do yeah um then hit hit us up leave uh Tweet at us, hit our DMs up in the, on the Instagram, or send an email to uh to renpodnetwork at gmail.com. R-E-N-P-O-D-N-E-T-W-O-R-K-S at gmail.com and let us know. You know it's also where a good resource might be? Reddit. There's a lot of subreddits for D D fans and we might we should do some scouting there. Yeah, we really should, because I think that would be really fun thing to like get into because i oh man i've got some characters that i have been writing up backstory for and i really want to get into it man <laughs> yeah man and it's look we we scouted each other on, on the on reddit so who's to say that we wouldn't be able to find a lot of good players that would be a committed and d really interested in yeah but um yeah so so on the D D front i mean we we both know the, uh, the I guess the face value of like D and D, but I also grew up in a in a household where like D and D was like unspoken words, you know, like <laughs> like you know it's like it's this terrifying thing, this terrifying idea, and then you you know you go to like college or whatever, and people are like you know it's math, <laughs> like it's just a game of math, dude. <laughs> it is, but it's so not. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah like it's i just, hate when yeah. people try to put games in like this one lane like it is not clearly you don't understand that if you're just trying to simplify it as just words you know or one word exactly because it comes down to this like idea of uh not just imagination but like you're telling a story and you're becoming part of a story through just you know your actions and the things that you choose to do and like I've been I've been really into like watching it on YouTube. So like Critical Role, um, Adventure, um the what is it with the McElroy brothers, they have one. Um, you know, D twenty, uh like all these yeah, dropout has a really good one. It's so funny, I love it. Um, it's like based in a high school. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> Interesting. See, you every time we do these talks, I always Learn so many new things that you make me intrigued in, like researching and like stopping the pause and just researching this. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's really funny. Brennan Brennan Lee Mulligan is one of the funniest DMs I have ever seen. Um, in terms of like you know like the way that he breaks humor, the way that he like even in a fight, the way that he makes it funny and allows his players to really just go for almost anything that they want to do, and he makes it work, and he makes it all tie into the story is so great and amazing. I love him. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, and then there's a uh, you know there's so many different podcasts out there like uh, Nad Pod, not another D and D podcast. So anybody who likes like Jake and Amir, Jake is on uh is on that with Emily and Murph from Jake and Amir, and all these you know there's like there's so many Iffy Wadiways on one with BuzzFeed now. Like there's everyone's doing it, and it's crazy. <laughs> Aren't some like um like um Xavier Woods and some other wrestlers really into it too? Yes, yeah. Uh, Ember Moon started uh, a campaign with Woods and Tyler Breeze. And um, I think this season, the last two seasons, I've had Alexa Bliss and Dio Madden. Um, and Freddie Prince Jr. DM'd the latest season. But originally, I think it was, uh, it wasn't, I think it was just Woods, Breeze, and Ember Moon. And then they added, you know, Aiden English and Alexa Bliss. And then, of course, you know, things happened that stopped uh, Aiden English from being on this season. <laughs> uh, yeah, they fired my, my Buddha. Yeah, they, they did my man dirty. Um, but that, I mean, that show was, it was great. It was so good. Their original DM was amazing. And of course, you know, they got Freddie Prince Jr. And I think they're trying to get a, a Sam Whitwer. And it's called um, Rollout. It's called Rollout. You can find it on the Up Down, Down YouTube channel. Um, and it's it's so good. It's so the way that they tell the story. You know, wrestlers are they're just they storytellers. Are. They really are. You know, <laughs> yeah. And you just you've given them a new mode to tell a story and to really just go for uh for like doing wrestling moves in D and D for some reason. I was like, I love this. <laughs> that's why that's all why one of the reasons that I love the art of wrestling, man. Because it's like your actor, uh, a physical. Oh my god, like a an athlete all combined into one. Exactly. And, you know, for our younger audience, wrestling is 100% real. K-Fay. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. K-Fay is still alive. Undertaker mm. is an undead person. Yes, 100%. Uh, John Cena is the epitome of patriotic. Uh, <laughs> Even though he's going to be playing a pacemaker. And, oh, my God, we talked about this at a nauseam <laughs> yesterday, and I, I'm still baffled by James Gunn's casting choices. Oh, he's made some choices, all right. That's oh man. Yep. <laughs> How many brothers does Vin Diesel have at this point? Because John Cena's his brother, everyone's his brother. How many you got? How many people came out of your mom? Dude, I still want to know how Han came back. Just by being Han, man. This dude refuses to die. He's just chewing like gummy worms everywhere he goes. Yes, hashtag justice for Han. Oh yeah, bring back Giselle. No, actually, keep Giselle dead. She she's, needs to stay at one woman. <laughs> but, I mean, but she's so, so, uh, her, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's one that I really think you would enjoy, Braulio, as a former emo kid yourself. Um, L.A. by Night, Vampire the Masquerade. It's so good. Is this a pot or a game? It's uh, it's on YouTube, and I think they, I think they made it into a podcast as well. But it's um, 
is based off of the Vampire the Masquerade games, and then they made a, like a D and D campaign out of it, and it's so dark, but it's so good. Drop that in the show notes, man. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, like you, I think you'd really enjoy it, and a lot of people listening would probably enjoy it if they, uh, you know, if they've stuck around this long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody at some point had an emo phase, even if you didn't show it. Listen, if you listen to My Chemical Romance and you cry to Helena, you're, you're, you went through an emo phase. Dude, I, I still listen to Helena now. I just, I literally just listened to that album <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> I was listening. I was. What was I blasting today? I think I was blasting. Um, I know it's not Mike and Romance, but I was blasting. Um, the Black Parade. Yes, that is Mike and Romance. Oh yeah, what the hell? Sorry. Yeah, welcome oh. to the Black Parade. You're gonna you're uh. gonna get people rioting at this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> Stare at the pot. Yeah, you know, like Helena, and then I'm not okay. Like, who? Those are my songs. <laughs> Well, you know I'm a Creed fan myself, so I yes. gotta bring that back. Yes, you're a big Creed guy. I'm a big My Chem guy, a big Fallout Boy guy. Um, you know, those are my bands. You know, Blink One Eighty Two. What? Yeah, you know, I, I I mess with some Blink. You know, I'll Blink sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll throw some Green Day on there. I know people don't like them, but I do. <laughs> and you can uh, you can't go without throwing some Dragon Force in there. Ooh, or Power Man 5000. Yes. Oh, Power Man 5000 versus Dragon Force. Ooh. Book it. WrestleMania 20. Oh, no, wait. WrestleMania 45. Yeah, WrestleMania 45. <laughs> when we'll finally be out of quarantine. Uh. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but do you imagine if they were to do like a, like a Battle of the Bands or something, or like doing a guitar riff? Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, See, so- I wanna, this makes me want to play Guitar Hero right now. Oh, future stream, future stream, everybody. Yeah, so, I got excited. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no. Um. So yeah, I think that's that's part of the reason why I think I would end up being a bard. Let's let's do what our what our classes would be in D and D because I I definitely would either be a rogue or a bard. That's guaranteed. Bard, bard all the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I can't play any games that doesn't lead to either being a bard or being an archer. Those are my two go-to classes because I, I like the the support aspect of a bard and being able to control the field. And with archery is you basically don't have to deal with um, physical threats. Yeah, and you I think it to be physical. Yeah, I think I navigate towards bard because of like the especially in D and D with like because of the musical aspect. Because I always like, I'll, I'll be writing songs during sessions, probably, <laughs> you know. And I love that kind of like charisma and deception is like their two biggest things, and they're pretty much just you know musicians. And then rogues, because you know, emo, you know, <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> Dude, um, R. Uh, R. P. The Bard from Game of Thrones. All he was trying to do was entertain the crowd, and Joffrey had his tongue pull out. You remember that? I remember that. Oh, oh, as a yeah. fellow bard that kind of those things yeah yeah because i i look at um i think i look at i look at a lot of the greatest bards in uh in D D history are guys who like are coming up with these songs off the fly in the middle of combat you know just to to add a little flavor to the session you know and i feel like i, I feel like i'd be able to do that you know so you being a good bard 
Yeah, or like a rogue that multi-classes into Bard or something, you know? That way I get my uh, my sad half-elven backstory, but then I can also do Bard stuff. <laughs> I know, we definitely have to play this game. I gotta get into it. We gotta yeah. play players. <laughs> yes, people, reach out to us. As you can see, we really want to do this. We really yeah. do. Um, and it'll be something so cool. Um, so yeah, so d and I think we, we don't have as much experience with it, but that leads us into uh, role-playing games. And one of the most popular RPGs of all time, uh, which is kind of an RPG, kind of not, is Pokemon, um, which has a video game and also a card game. So mm -hmm. where do you want to start? Do you want to start a video game or do you want to start a card game? Uh, let's start with the TCG first. The wait, which? <laughs> the huh? Oh, you mean the card game? <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, trading card game. Sorry, I, that went into yeah. terminology there. <laughs> yeah, my brain went, because I, I thought I heard an extra C, and I went, wait, what? <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I'm a very heavy collector of Pokemon cards, or I used to be. And mm. now I'm passing that legacy down to my daughter. I actually sent you a picture that I have started passing down some of the lesser uh rare cards to her uh she has a red attack eradicate she has a shiny uh execute that i Ooh. know that she has not bent which i'm very proud of her she's only 16 months old at this point and she has not bent that shiny card so good job wow. baby uh i'm also every time she's playing with the cards i i get like a like a this joy because it's like you're doing it you're evolving into mini me exactly and that's there's so much pride that comes from watching almost corrupting one might say uh your children into being geeks you know and i know my wife is not not very happy about me passing down the, the pokemon legacy to her but you know it's one of the 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 benefits of being the dad the nerdy dad yeah i mean it's um like i i I wasn't a big as big a collector as you, but I definitely have. I still find them every now and then in my room. I had quite a few like Pokemon trading cards. Um, I was a big Beyblade guy, but I, I had some like Pokemon trading cards. Uh, I had like the Charmanders and the Charizards, and mainly an Arcanine. Um, I was mainly like a Fire type guy. That was my thing. <laughs> I was. I everybody. I feel like everybody back in the early two thousands late 90s always gravitated towards the fire types because of charizard but i was always the oddball i always gravitated more towards the the water types because everybody was using the fire type so i always felt like the the rival trainer that would always come up with the you know with the clutch the clutch uh enemies to bring you down per se yeah, like my my thing was it was partially because of Charizard because Charizard of course is best best starter Pokemon, uh, yep. Char my boy Charmander, um, but it was mainly because of Arcanine, like that was my a, my go to, you know. I still feel the Arcanine got done dirty, man. How you go from being a, a legendary Pokemon to being demoted to just being a regular Pokemon? Oh. Oh my gosh, dude! When I played the the new Pokemon game and I couldn't find Arcanine for so long, oh man, I was so mad. <laughs> I still have my in the what's the last game that I played Pokemon? Oh man, not Omega Ruby, Omega Sapphire, the one that came right after that. One. I forgot the name of it. Uh, I damn the one that's whatever the name is. 
I have a shiny. I had a shiny Growlithe that I migrated forward from Pokemon Crystal. That I kept migrating forward, and he's still a staple in my team because he has almost perfect IVs, almost perfect EVs, and I love my my Arcanine. Yeah, because he's just a, he's a good boy. He's the best boy. He's a good fire dog. Um, yeah. I love him, especially if he knows. Um, oh, holy crap! I'm forgetting the name of the attack, but it's a it's a normal attack. That does. Oh man, I forgot the name. I, people are gonna hunt me down for this. <laughs> but my Arcanine knows uh, uh, Thunderbite or Thunder Crunch, whatever the name is. Yeah. He knows Crunch because you know got to protect himself. He obviously okay. knows. My Arcanine is a very physical Pokemon. Uh, Ultimate Speed or something Speed. I forgot the name of the attack. Uh, listeners, please, if you know what I'm talking about, please remind me. Is something fast speed. It always goes fast and it always hits hard. I forgot the name. Yeah, I think I know what you mean because I have it. I have it on mine. I think with uh with Pokemon Shield, whichever the new one is. Um, and I had it in was it Diamond or Pearl or something like that. I think that was the one I played before Pokemon Shield or Sun yeah. and Moon. One of the two of those. Oh man. Listen, I took a long break from Pokemon for a very long time because um, I was a big uh, Pokemon Red guy. I loved that game so much. Um, and then I played Yellow a little bit, and then I kind of like got out of it because it was like, you know, they, they didn't add any Pokemon that I was like really into until um, until I think about Sun and Moon. And then I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll play this because the legendaries are, are they look kind of interesting. And then I didn't play it again until recently, where I just bought it on a whim. Sun and Moon, that's the last one I played. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Yeah, because they made so many of those. They made so many offshoots of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to remember the name of the attack, man, and I just can't. Close Combat. Oh, ooh, yes. Yes, my Arcanine knows Close Combat. Like, and then they... <laughs> oh, man, did you see that Twitter thing? Where they they released the the name of the new Pokemon game, it was Pokemon Masters EX, and they just put the they put it all in one hashtag. Isn't that the game for iOS? I think so. I tried it. I'm I'm not a big fan of it. It's it's riddled with in-app purchases. It just it ended up it ended up really bad. Hold on, let me uh let me put it in the the chat how it came out looking. That's how it came out uh, looking in the hashtag. Let me see. Uh, I was multi- uh, let me go back to Discord. It was, in... it was a bad time. It was a horrible bad time because people Pokemon just started... Pokemon Master Sex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As you can imagine what happened immediately. <laughs> uh, oh, I could. I, I'm definitely going to be looking on Pornhub tonight for Pokemon Master Sex. <laughs> Yeah, it went it went so bad so quickly, um, and I think they their marketing department probably learned a very valuable lesson that day. <laughs> Though for stuff like that, kind of bad publicity is always good publicity because it's got look it's, it has us talking now. Now whoever gonna hear about it is gonna listen to it from us. Very true. Yeah, yeah, and I mean if if you're uh, did you ever do this thing in school? where you played uh, Pokemon for cards, 
like like playing for pinks uh i used to be a cheater back in the day so i mm-hmm. yeah so i used to let my <sighs> i i wasn't a good kid back in the day so i used to like if you beat me i didn't give you my card and i would just take all your cards wow yeah i, I wasn't a good kid Wow. See, I did something like that kind of with a with a game that we'll bring up next. <laughs> I was I was terrible um with certain things. But yeah, no, we used to we used to do that on the on the schoolyard. We'd be um playing, you know, playing Pokemon for your cards or for other stuff too. That's how I got like a good chunk of my comic book collection was actually through like playing Pokemon and playing uh Digimon or you know, like whatever Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, whatever card game there was. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh was I dude when we get to the Yu-Gi-Oh part of this 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 oh man Yu-Gi-Oh is life still life for me oh yeah like we used we were little gambling children it was messed up uh, uh, that's what that those games teaches you man it doesn't teach you how to believe in the heart of the cars or friendship it teaches you how to be a gambler exactly am I willing to take this chance on this blue eyes white dragon nine nine out of ten times no but you should is that but you should or get a red eyes black dragon that was my card. <laughs> Savagery, you know. Um, but speaking of of cheating in uh in games on the schoolyard, uh Beyblades. Wasn't a a Beyblade well Beyblade player myself, but I did own a Beyblade just to be part of the cool kids. I owned the metallic one that used to crush the competition. <laughs> and like on the outside, it felt plastic, but on the inside, it was full of metal. So, exactly, uh, I, I was I was a, I was a cheater. You see, same, same. That's what I meant. Like I, you know, I had the I think it was the second generation Beyblades that had the metal, because like the first generation was all plastic, and then the second generation they put in the metal ring for it, and then like the metal insides. And then the third generation, they went back to plastic because the kids were like breaking teeth with the metal ones. <laughs> yeah, I remember that in my school, in my middle school, that it got very competitive one time, and a kid hit another kid with the Beyblade, and there was a lot of blood. Exactly. Like, and we, I think I remember somebody had the arena, and I mean, kids were going at it in this arena. Like, you would settle almost everything with a Beyblade battle. Like, we were weird kids. Uh, <laughs> you know what i feel i in a way i feel bad for this new generation because they're never going to get to experience these kind of games because they're yes if they have blade beyblades what they're going to have they're going to have the ios version of beyblade they're yeah, never going to get like to experience yep yeah there's nothing like ripping a beyblade like in person on a rip stick you know <laughs> yeah even monopoly man now it's all ps4 monopoly not I'm about to break the board because I saw you take the the Bills Monopoly. Oh yeah, when you, I mean that was part of the game though. That's house rules, man. If, as long as you don't get caught, whatever you steal from the bank is yours. <laughs> Not anymore because now it's all virtual. Oh yeah, yeah, that messed us up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that used to be house rules. Like if you could pilfer some money from the bank, that's your money. <laughs> Listen, I go for the Robin Hood fiasco. I mean, the Robin Hood approach. Is it that kept me alive? That kept me alive in plenty of games. <laughs> Same here. And then I was a generous cheater because it was like, if I see you struggling, I'd be like, here, you can have, you can have some, some money. Is that, I wasn't generous. But, 
I was a buy up everything I saw kind of person as a kid. <laughs> I was I, I I used to like to drain people. Like the more I kept you alive, the more I got to feed on you. So I was sick. Oh yeah, I got I got cruel with it at one point where I would buy all the houses and then never switch to hotels so no one else could get any more houses. Oh the no, you're one of those. I was mean, dude. I was terrible. You know what though? I hate people that think that you if you buy the blue squares all the way on the on the yeah, right side. Boardwalk and park place. Yeah, I forgot the names because I have the Game of Thrones version of the <laughs> of the Monopoly, so I know the Game of Thrones version of it. But oh, anyways, man. if you if you buy Boardwalk and the other one, Park they Place, think, yeah. then Park Place, you automatically think you're going to win. No. No, no, no. The key is to buy the brown shithole, the green place, and the red place. Exactly. Just really get those corners and that purple. Ex- exactly. But don't go for Park Place because the odds of you... Yeah, if you land there, you're going to make a ton, but what are the odds? Is that you got to leverage everything else to try and build those up because like, those things are expensive. You know, it's, bad. it's a bad plan. Exactly. That's investments that you do on the I'm going to win already, so might as well just juice them up, not the let me put all my chips in those baskets because that's just stupid. Exactly. Learn from us. I remember yeah. playing a game of Monopoly where I had a dollar going around the entire board. <laughs> Dude, I am the one person that will hoard uh, get out of free, uh, get out of jail free card and not use it even if I'm in jail. Exactly. When you get to late game, though, jail yeah. is where you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Screw that. I'm staying in jail. Exactly. Like you don't want to be out of jail when that, when everyone's got a monopoly. You're sitting there, you're looking, you're staring down a, a green space with a hotel on it? No, no, no. Because you know that that's exactly where you're going to land once you leave. Exactly. You're sitting there with a $100 to your name. <laughs> <laughs> ah, when you get to the only having white money. Or oh. That's when you know you're, you're, you're done. That's when you got to start, you know, trying to sneak in some of those. Exactly. Were you ever, were, are you a, um, are you an auction person or are you just a buy it person? I'm uh it depends on how deep into the game we are. Like if we're early game, I'm buying. If it's late game, I'm auctioning because I want you to spend I want you to make your an offer. So yeah. I could try to undercut you. See, I'm I'm that person where it's like if we're if it's if you're under any reasonable amount that I'm willing to pay for that property and I have more money than you, I'm auctioning it every time. Interesting. We need to play Monopoly. Oh yeah. Like if you you know, if if it's something that costs like two hundred and you have a hundred and eighty nine, I'm auctioning it. <laughs> I wonder if there's a way to play uh social distancing monopoly with more people. Uh like like a not the virtual one. Like oh, a big cool. board. We make the entire country into Monopoly. <laughs> Isn't that what we did now? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, that's that's kinda what we already did. <laughs> Because, oh man, this economy is just, my 401k is just bleeding. It's, it's bad, man. It's bad. I can't even look at the stock market. <laughs> Dude, I was going to throw some 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 funds at the Apple. And I was like, I mean, it is the perfect time to do it. Because once the iPhone 12 gets announced, you know, that thing's going to skyrocket. But still, it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I paid for a, a bed of a, um, a show of a company that does not sponsor us. So therefore, I will not give them free 
advertisement, but if they want to sponsor us, hit me up. Um, but I, I paid for that and it was like $1,100 and I went, I'm not looking at my account. <laughs> um, um, I refuse to look at it unless it's, um, yeah. No, I won't. Yeah, I'll look at I'll look at it next week. <laughs> I'm not looking at it this week. Not after yeah. dropping that amount of money. I I just hate seeing. Like I know I have the money. I just hate seeing the number go down. That's my thing. <laughs> you and me both. That's why I try to stick to going to like places like Seven Eleven, affordable places. Like why go to Domino's when Seven Eleven makes perfectly great pizza? Exactly. Like I I just I hate seeing the number go down. Like I know it's there, and I know there's going to be more. And I know that, like, I have it, but I just, I don't like seeing things go away. (laughs) Red is not a good color. Yes. Like, I just, I only want more money added. I don't want any to leave. (laughs) See, my thing is, if it's not blue or white, I don't want to see it in my statement. Yes. You know, so, you know, Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, Monopoly. And Risk, I guess. I don't know. Does anybody play Risk? I'm, I have no idea what that is. I think it's like a, a thing where you're supposed to take over the board, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I've watched it. I've never, I've never played it. And, like, I watched the virtual Risk, which was, like, taking over the world. But I have no idea how you would play that on a board. That's <laughs> mm, doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Beyblade, of course, spawned 15 different shows and mm-hmm. 15 different games with those shows um the because... Beyblade, the Beyblade um C- cw uh w kids show was actually really good it was it enjoyable was. yeah it was super good and then they did like a movie or something uh yeah it was i think there was a movie uh, like a straight to tv movie yeah and then they made like 15 seasons and they're making another season now or something yeah, i remember the the main character had like a dragon Beyblade, or maybe that was his main blade yes. or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, I had one of those. So good. Yeah, highly recommend it to anybody that has not seen or that wants to go down a nostalgia path with anime or cartoons. Yeah, watch Just... Beyblade and watch Digimon. And watch Car Captors. Yes. Um. So, but yeah, Beyblade spawned about 15 different spinoff kind of knockoff shows. Um, be once, you know, once companies realized that, you know, that toys are profitable to selling to kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then every show suddenly had a toy. Um, and one of those toys that was kind of actually not terrible, but we'll get back into like card games a little bit, is Bakugan. I was never a Bakugan person i never fully grasped the concept of it i saw people play it in my this was around junior high for me i think so yeah, about the same for me yeah i saw people play it and i could never get into it see i i i still have no idea what the rules of it are um but i knew i owned one that's about all i know interesting because I like passed it in like a, they sold in like Walgreens or something or like CVS. And I remember like walking past a Bakugan and I went, Mom, I want it. <laughs> it's like balls that you throw and then like open up and there's like a creature. 
Yeah, like it's it's got like a the the actual toy has like the little magnet in it that reacts to the um to the card, and then you roll it onto the card and it just like opens up. But see, that's the thing is, I feel like the reason that I could never get into it, besides the the, the fact that it made no sense to me, was that it was too many things to carry. When you're a kid, you don't want to carry that many things. It's true. It's true. You just want your binder of cards. That's about yep. it. A binder of cards to show up to your friends. Exactly. Oh, man. How many of those did you pack a day? I, I had the one that was my biggest flex that had all the... Because, you know, back in the day, everybody had those shiny Charizard. But yes. once you held it up against the light, you could see the back of the Pokemon card. So that automatically disqualified you as a cool kid. Yeah. I had three Charizards that did not shine through. So they were mint condition, perfectly uh, prismatic, fully authentic. Ooh. And that made me, it gave me the pass to set up a cool kid's tape. Yes, man. That's, that's a way to do it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I had, I used to carry like two binders of one was a uh, Pokemon cards and the other one was like Yu-Gi-Oh and black decks. <laughs> You were a black deck player. Yes, Ooh. black deck and red deck. I was red deck all the way, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I like... know, I know people listening. I know that the in the original game, white and blue is the best combination. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> But the thing is that you see what what threw me off in that game is that it was too many goddamn cards at once. It was oh my gosh, and you had to keep buying more and more decks because they kept making expansions every single week. <laughs> and there was no such thing as a pack. It had to be a whole on deck they had to buy. Exactly. I was like, my goodness, now I've got fifteen different Earth cards. <laughs> yeah, and out of those fifteen, you gotta have like twenty five in your deck because. See, at least one Yu-Gi-Oh, a card, you can only have three of each card. I yes. think with, um, oh my god, what's the name of the game? I forgot. Magic. Magic, yes. I think you could have, what is, like, four or five of a card? The max? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think it was, like, four or five. Until you get to, like, expansions or somewhere, you can have, like, six or something like that. Like, they made so many rules. They added so many rules. Yeah, so it's like, eh, no, no, I'm good. Exactly. And that, you know, that game was one of those games that would disqualify you from the cool kids table. <laughs> yeah, you never saw the the girls play that. Exactly. It was it was one of those things that became a deal breaker um very quickly where it was so, like yeah, it was nerdum and then there was magic. Exactly. Yeah. I remember bringing uh my girlfriend to which was astonishing to several people because I I took her to anime club with me. And then to gaming club where they were playing Magic the Gathering, and people were like, "You have a girlfriend?" <laughs> and I was like, "I know I shouldn't." <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing that against the wolves. Exactly. I was like, "I know I shouldn't. I know, but I do." <laughs> That's an embracing man. You you were a, a god amongst them. Dude, it was weird because we used to go to because you know after school you had clubs in high school and. I would go to anime club cause she was a dancer. So she had like dance practice or whatever in the afternoons. And then I would still be at school because of clubs and because of theater rehearsals. So she would come with me to anime club sometimes and we would just be watching death note. 
and I'm sitting there, I'm really into this show, and she's like, hey, let's like make out or whatever. And I'm like, hold on, wait a second though, because uh, Light is about to say something. <laughs> Dude, that just, first of all, that just dated you so much. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is pre crunchy roll, people. This is. <laughs> this is if you miss it, you miss it. Yeah, you know. There was no such thing as rewind. Exactly. So, you know, like I, I had to read those subtitles, you know? Oh, man. Good time. I miss those times. Exactly. You know, so it was, you know, it was insanity to some of my friends that I was like, I'm dating this girl who's like, is definitely was too cool for me. Like, she was a grade ahead of us in school. You know, <laughs> like, she was way too cool for me. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Being the cool kid with a with a girl. <laughs> that was my that was my height of high school. Uh, <laughs> somehow managing that, I don't know how I did it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, simpler times. Yeah, such simpler times. Now it's like you can't even meet people anymore. You know, not just because of quarantine, but it's like it's so difficult to meet people as like an adult person. You know, like it's all. The default of all these dating apps, man. Like, what's the what's the what's the popular one? Uh, Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Oh my P- god. POF. What? What's that one? Plenty of fish. Oh, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like all these apps just it takes away the the fun from dating because it's like, why meet somebody at the cafe when you could just you know swipe. Exactly, and I don't, I don't know if you've seen this show that just dropped on Amazon Prime called Upload. I have not. I'm Ooh, not it's... a big uh, Prime viewer. Ooh, well, it's, it's actually pretty good. It's a really short watch. I think it's like 10 episodes or something like that. Um, and each episode is like 30 minutes. It's a, it's a comedy starring Robbie Amell. Um, it's pretty funny. It's, it's, a good, it's a good watch. It's a good time. Um, and it's, it focuses on a lot of like future aspects of like, you know, the transactionalized uh, dating life and stuff like that, which is what we've done. We've transactionalized dating where you get immediate gratification from somebody liking you. Um, and then you can decide from there whether or not, you know, you want to hook up with that person and never see them again. Or yeah. if you might want to possibly talk to them for six months and then never talk to them again. Uh, <laughs> That's why I hate dating, man. It's such a complicated time. Yes, very much. Like it's, you know, I'm I'm very much, I don't like dating on technology. I don't like it. I, I hate it. I'm much more of like a, hey, I'm going to go to this place and then meet people there. And then if somebody likes the thing that I like, then we know that we're good. Yeah. Uh, perfect place to do it is, uh, I know a lot of people say clubs. No, that's not a good place. First of all, people are intoxicated. They're not lucid. I think the best place to meet somebody, it's uh, a quiet place. Uh, bookstore, if they still have those. They do. They do. I'm a frequent visitor of Books A Million and Barnes & Noble. You mean Barneys & Nobly? Yay, Barneys & Nobly. Dude, I saw them. That, dude, that one is the video of that dude that he was like, yeah, we're hanging out with Barneys & Nobly. <laughs> It okay. makes it sound cooler, you know? It does, but you could tell the illiteracy in the statement. Very true. 
you know, but like, you know, bookstores, uh, I don't know, like cooking classes or something. I don't know, you know, like yeah. stuff that you're into, you know, like I'm, I'm getting into cooking recently, like really into it. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's meeting people that are into things that you're into comic con or whatever. That's a good place to meet people. Conventions. I was just going to say the one comic con. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're into this thing. They're clearly into this thing. Cause they're here. Um, it's a, bonus if they happen to be a cosplayer i think that's a big plus in today's day and age for dating stock it's a plus and a, and a big negative at the same time it's a plus in that yes you're not a nerd like me but it's a negative in that you clearly surpass my nerdum and i'm not going to be able to match your nerdum Ooh, interesting see i i i view it as um you're going to drag me upwards to your nerddom level and we'll cosplay together. It's hard, man. Because if 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 a person is a, a cosplayer, and the partner is not a cosplayer, it's it's hard for the for for the levels to match. It's like an emo person trying to date to date a a full on choir person. See, I did, I did for a bit. I mean, that's probably not saying much because it didn't work out. But I dated like <laughs> like one of those like bubblegum pop cheerleader girls. <laughs> And like I was, you know, I was an emo kid, so I was like really, you know, just not happy at all all the time. And she was like this very, you know, like whatever her parents loved her or whatever. Uh, What's that? Isaiah, I was like, I don't know. That's the thing that came out. Um, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like you know, like she, you know, she was like happy a lot. She wore pink all the time, and my wardrobe is black. Sit. <laughs> So you, John so you were John Travolta, and she was, uh, oh my god, what's the, the girl's name? Olivia Newton-John, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Let's, let's pretend that's her name. Yeah, uh, you know, so yeah, pretty much. Like, that was, you know, my group of friends were, like, you know, geeks and, and you know, these kids who listened to death metal all day. And, and, you know, the kids who were, like, yeah, I have a fringe over one of my eyes, and I have scars on my wrists, you know? And she's like, I hang out with cheerleaders. <laughs> I was in high school. Uh, I was in a, such a weird spot because I wasn't a popular kid, but I was known. Because yeah. I was, I'm a very or back then I was a very loud, obnoxious Dominican guy. So I would go around the hallway, opening people's doors, yelling, and like running. See, doing, I was, you know, I was crap the same. Yeah, I was I was the same. Like I think I was on a I was on a good terms with everybody, you know. So uh, I hung out with the seniors, for, like my freshman year. So people were like, I guess I had a certain status in uh in the school because like my cousin was a senior. So my freshman year, I was sitting at the senior table, you know. So it was like weird, you know. So I like I got a little boost immediately in high school. <laughs> same here. I had a cousin that was a senior when I was a sophomore. And she used to bring me to her table. And then it kind of worked out that she was very popular because she was very attractive. So all those senior boys used to be wanting to get with her. So they used to talk to me to try to get to her. So they, a lot of people used to see me hanging out with them. Exactly. And, you know, I did like theater and, you know, all this other type of stuff. So, you know, so I was like known around the school and everybody kind of like was cool. We were like cool with each other. Um, so it was like weird. Funny. Yeah. I did swimming, and then I ended up being prom king for my graduating class, which I was very surprised. 
Hot fire. See, I skipped prom. Actually, let me drop this in. Or what? Do some some banter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I skipped prom in in my uh my junior and senior year. I was invited to a another person's prom, um, but I skipped my own because that was the most emo thing I could think of, um, as as a teenager, um, because even though you know like people knew me and people liked me or whatever, nice. I just you know I was like oh <laughs> you know you get that angst going you know. <laughs> You so, just you want to be angsty. <laughs> oh, I, I know that feeling, man. So let yeah. me drop this this image for you. So, yeah. so you can get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, the, you know. So it was, and I, I had my school had uniforms. So really, oh my god, what in the world? <laughs> so this is one of my prom pictures. This is when I was called prom king. You could see the oh my shock god. in my face. I was like, yeah. wait, so I won. Oh, dude, that's that's crazy, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I was surprised. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't. I'm sure I probably would have won prom king if I cared, uh, <laughs> but like I just didn't try. Like I never. I somehow ended up winning cotillion king for years without that's, trying. I don't know what Literally that is, but it sounds cool. Yeah, like actively campaigning against myself for years, and I somehow kept winning. <laughs> Dude, I was in no running for for prom king. I had I had no idea that I was even nominated. I I went to prom because first of all, I was forced to go to prom by my friends. I didn't want to go because mm. I there was well there was something that I wanted to watch that day, like a movie or something. And my friends was like, "Yeah, you gotta go." So I was like, "Fine, whatever." So I ended up going. And ended up winning, so I was very surprised. Is that? I mean, that's listen. That's a champion picture right there. That is a champion picture. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Even with the yeah. demon red eyes. Oh, dude, you remember that? That's just pictures back then. You know, we all had the demon eyes. <laughs> oh man, I miss those type of cameras. Yeah, I remember the the cameras that they started selling, being like, it gets rid of red eye, and it didn't. <laughs> or the disposable cameras. <laughs> Oh yes! Oh my God! Just cranking those things! Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Buying film! Oh. Oh man, let's let's bring that back. Yes. Do you still find yourself uh, saying "filming something" as opposed to recording something? Hard to say. I never thought about that. Like I, I've noticed it recently, where like I'll say I filmed something even though like it's on my phone and it's like, instead of saying I recorded something. Yeah, I'm going to check to see what I say. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it's like, it's in the back of your head from like growing up, like everything was, you know, it was, it was on a, all on film. So you filmed something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm see what I say. But yeah. So, you know, so it was, uh, somehow we got into dating and prom King from, uh, from magic, the gathering. Because uh, high school, um, but this is kind of a nostalgia episode anyway, so all that kind of ties in together. Um, but speaking yeah. of card games, uh, in card games that definitely should have disqualified us from ever um, seeing women, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I disagree on the you and that part. That really? game was the most popular game in middle school and leading up to. Uh, 
freshman year of my high school. Interessante. So, so there were there girls in your Yu-Gi-Oh games? Yes, a lot. A Where lot, a lot, a lot. We did not have any in our school. We played in the in the first of all, we used to play in the in the gym, gym class. Mm. And we used to play in the lunchroom. You were uh, you were good at Yu-Gi-Oh, huh? So you yeah. got the you want some consoles off of that? That's insane. See, we we yeah. used to play um during that we used to play after school in the lunchroom when everyone was waiting for their parents to come pick them up. You know, um, so you know there were a lot of games half finished. <laughs> we used to a lot of games led to fights, unfortunately. Yeah, in my high school, so a lot of people used to try to cheat their way to victory, but then they end up getting jumped. See, see that? I don't know why kids do that in high school. You know, like it. It was fun at that time to, I don't know, fight. I I used to be one of those that used to get in fights. So did I actually. I'm not. I'm not gonna kid. I. <laughs> I was a, I legitimately. I was probably in a fight every single week when I was in school. I was. I was not a great kid. Uh, yeah. But were you a heavy Yu-Gi-Oh player? Um, I I owned a lot of the cards. I wasn't a heavy Yu-Gi-Oh player. Um, like I, you know, I played after school sometimes, but I was in like robotics clubs and and all this. Other, like I had so many clubs that I literally just didn't have time to to indulge in a lot of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and and stuff like that. So I had to. You know, I was in so much crap. <laughs> See, I think that was a benefit as less detriment in my school. We didn't have the, we didn't have any sort of clubs. We did have the swim club or the swim team. We had the football team and the baseball team. That pretty much was it for as far as you know, activities, after school activities. Yeah. So it was either you find some entertainment for yourself or you get into trouble. And I chose to picked the gaming route and to this day i actually still play Yu-Gi-Oh. i don't play the physical card game i still have yeah. all my cards and i brand i randomly buy cards here and there but i mostly play on ios the Yu-Gi-Oh dual links which is like a fast version of the game but yeah. i started getting into um dual dual generations which is more of a realistic take into the trading card game version of Yu-Gi-Oh. And it's really fun. Yeah, like um, around high school is when I, you know, I stopped getting into fights around high school time. Like before high school, I was in fights all the time. But in high school, I, I literally was just too busy to get into trouble, except for detention every week. I was in detention every single week. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I just, I was too busy to get into trouble. I was in theater. I was in uh, uh, acapella. I was in anime club, video game club, science club. Uh, honors classes like I, did, I just had no time to do anything <laughs> but oh, I, yeah i really like you said you got into you go dual links um and that reminded me of hearthstone which was like really popular i don't know if that's still popular but it was really popular a couple of years it, back i think it's popular around some certain circles unfortunately i'm not part of those circles but it's still popular. Like if you go on Reddit, you can find some subreddits that are dedicated to that. So like League of Legends. How like it's not like super popular anymore, but it's still very popular. Like if you're a player, it's everything to you. Like Pokemon Go. It's it's not as at 
as hot as it used to be when it originally came out in 2016, which is crazy to think about. But it's still amongst the players. It's crazy. Or like um, Niant, no, not Niantic. Niantic, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the other Niantic game that you go around searching for portals? Oh, Harry Potter one. The Harry Potter one. No, no, no. It's um, Niantic. Like I never got into Pokemon Go. I tried like two times, and I just I I don't know. I just didn't get Ingress. Into it. Ingress. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ingress I think is a. I think it was too much walking, or too much like having to look around and be outside for me. <laughs> I liked Ingress, and it was fun to play, but I never, like I I never found enough players for me to keep my enjoyment up. So I kind of yeah. let it go. Yeah, and the whole like I'm I'm a big story guy. Like that's my thing. I love a good campaign. I love a good story mode, and I think it's it's like the writer part of my brain where it's like I like to create stories and I like to write stories and I like to be part of stories. So multiplayer never appeals to me as much as a good campaign does when I'm, especially when I'm paying $60 for a game, you know? Mm-hmm. So like Pokemon go just, it didn't feel right. Like the whole point of Pokemon to me is like beating all the gyms and then getting your way to the elite four, um, and then beating them and then along the way, I've created a story in my head of why I'm doing it and where I'm going, you know, but it's not to like keep fighting with somebody over a gym that's located at a 7-Eleven on the corner, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Like, plus they like region locked certain Pokemon and that's not cool. What was up with that? I'm not going to fly to Kansas to get a, a, a Dragonite or whatever. Do they still do that? I don't know. I think they stopped it, but when I, you know, like when it first dropped and I was trying to play it, they had it all region locked and that just killed it for me. Well, makes sense. There actually was a guy, a famous guy, that he flew around the world to catch over 150. I'm like, that's, first of all, you're either being sponsored by the Pokemon company or Niantic because that's way too much uh, determination. Exactly. You know, and then I had to leave my house. Oh my god, dude! Walking around to catch a, a fifteen pidgeys? No, thank you. <laughs> Imagine that happening when if the Pokemon Go craze would have happened when Corona started. That would have been the end of the game. I know that. Honestly, <laughs> I know that this year they expanded it so that there's a lot of functionality from home, and I actually took advantage of it from home because I didn't have many games to play at home, but. If it would have happened right at the start of the pandemic, it would have been the end of the game. Yeah, honestly. Or it would have been used as a contact tracer immediately. That's it. You know, because it's like, you know, especially with the way people were acting, they were running around in the middle of traffic. You know, I was like, nah, I'm good. Dude, that's the horror stories. People breaking into buildings to catch a freaking Vaporeon. Like, relax. Exactly. And then you get like, you know, like I get the appeal of the team aspect and I was, you know, like whatever uh, team, the blue one, whichever the blue one was, um, I was down with that. Um, not Electro, whatever that team can, you know, suck an egg. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Uh, but like I, I, I get the team aspect, but then like your team doesn't really have much to do with the gyms and stuff like that. Like there was nothing there for me i think i think it became like a different type of gamer situation yeah uh, i agree with you 
you know but um speaking of that i mean are you are you a story mode or a multiplayer gamer depends on the game like i a game that i love playing that i always unsubscribe resubscribe like whenever there's an expansion is final fantasy 14 and mm-hmm. final fantasy 14 is a mmorpg so the aspect of that game is you could play by yourself as a solo player mm-hmm. but it's more fun if you play with others okay yeah so yeah, it kind of yeah. varies you know yeah, I know for me, most of the time I may, unless it was like, yeah, like you said, certain games, um, like Fusion Fall. Fusion Fall was my big MMO. You know, like that Fusion was my Fall. game. Good game. Yeah, so good. I miss that game so much every day. I miss it. <laughs> you see a game that's kind of has the multiplayer aspect of it, but it makes you such a solo game that kind of makes you want to play just to see if you could see somebody else's um. The, oh my god, what's the name of the game that we keep saying we're going to play together with the stars and the planets? Oh yeah, uh, something about Frontier, something about something about space. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Fallen of Stars, right now, that movie. Yes, I just, I literally almost bought that game already, just so we could play it together. Um, god damn it, man, I, I have the, the game, but I'm too late to get up. Yeah, people people should know what it is. Um, it's that game that final. Uh, nope, not Final Sky. Um, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Good radio, by the way, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. People like the flubs. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no Man's Sky is a game that it's meant to be a multiplayer game, but the odds of you seeing somebody else are astronomically small. Yeah, because it's space, you know. But that's what makes it so fun because you fly around just hoping to see somebody else sort of like you know what other games like that but not on such a grander scale fallout 76 oh see i never got into fallout 76 i tried it but then there was so many bugs and issues and tribulations and crap at the beginning that i, I dropped it and i never yeah. went back even though they made so many updates i should go back to it one day i, I am i'm paying for playstation plus and i haven't played any games see like is it's that sort of thing of like I was always a big, you know, Skyrim is like probably my favorite game um, because of just so much, you know, there's so much that you can do in it and do with it. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, like I love stories. I love a good story. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, every now and then I'll hop into a game like Fusion Fall where it was a, a big multiplayer thing and that made me really want to, you know, that made me really want to play multiplayer. And then Planet Side 2, that was another, that was my other big multiplayer game that i still play now like i get back on that game every now and then <laughs> you know what game is massive in scale that kind of like because it's so massive it threw me off and made me not want to play it the witcher mm. 3 Ooh, see i'm in the middle of playing that now for the first time dude it is so grand in scale i i personally think that it's bigger than skyrim and oblivion combined that it's so many quests that it was like too much for me it's like I need a break, and then I just stop playing. <laughs> yeah, they they put in just side quests. You can spend like thirty hours on side quests or something, um, because I think they wanted it to be bigger than Skyrim. Because you know, si- Skyrim has so many side quests, and there's just so yeah. much to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like the game never ends when you're playing it. So I think they wanted it to be an almost never-ending game, 
to where almost all your side quests have a have a story to them, and you could just end up down a road with side quests and never get back to the main story <laughs> for like three hundred hours. <laughs> Did you ever read about the the guy that got to the point of Skyrim that it became the the fetch quest? He oh. did every single side quest. And it got to the point that, you know, the, the game has a mechanic that once you get to a certain point, because it has to keep producing quests for you so that it never ends, quote unquote ends, yeah. it, it gives you fetch quests. So go here, kill this creature, come back, get me this rock or whatever. So he got to that point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he had, if I'm not mistaken, I have to send you the article. He had over 2,000 hours of gameplay. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. See, if only, see, I've gotten to the point in Skyrim where I'm, you know, I'm doing the whole Assassin's Guild thing again. I'm doing the Thieves Guild. I'm doing the, you know, I've already beaten the, the college thing. I'm going to do the bard thing. And then I just get bored and then I just run around with Serana, just killing vampires. <laughs> when, when Skyrim, my first, on my play, first playthrough, I went, I went and, because I didn't know that if you go on a specific side quest, you're diverging from the main story. So my whole time, the whole time I'm thinking that I'm doing the main story and I actually was doing the, the Magician's Guild. I do the same exact thing. I still haven't finished the main story. <laughs> yeah, because you think that you're doing the main story, but it's really not. Because it kind of like ties in to some extent, but it's not. Yeah, you just end up sidetracked and then you just go, oh, I haven't even touched the main story. Like I had already beaten the, the college thing and I hadn't even set foot on the mountain yet to do the main story yep and then by the time you start focusing on the main story it's like okay so let me go on the left side now and then you end up doing another path and then by the by the end of the day you're a vampire now oh i never went vampire i went werewolf i went vampire wow. i was a magician vampire Ooh, see i was a magician werewolf what that movie uh with the leather underworld Underworld, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, uh, I love Underworld. <laughs> and I cool that you, uh, you got what I was talking about. Oh, I knew immediately, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know those movies. <laughs> what was in the nineties with the leather man, like Matrix, Underworld, Blade, to some extent? It was cool, you know, just leather everything. Want to bring that back? Buy some leather pants for my low budget Avengers. Dude, that's gonna be so hot. Like, just the heat alone is gonna—it's gonna take you out, man. <laughs> I have to rack up some AC bills and during the winter. Yeah, honestly, like the leather pants are there. Do not breathe. <laughs> that could be my Falcon costume. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I mean, because Kira Knightley was in uh, Underworld, and that was uh, who? That was something. <laughs> he is. Something. She's definitely yes. something. She dated what's his name who dated Ariana Grande. And I was like, what? Oh, so what you're saying is she's single. No, no, uh the comedian from uh Staten Island. Uh Pete something. Pete something. I don't know. I, I'm um, not I think Pete Davidson or something like his name or something like that. And you know, the, the only thing that, that mattered to me when they said that he went from Ariana Grande to Kira Knightley was, so you're telling me she was single this whole time? <laughs> and you're telling me that Ariana Grande's single now? I think she is. Ariana, DMs are open. Yeah, exactly. 
I was sitting there like, you telling me Karen Knightley was single this whole time and nobody told me? Nobody mentioned this to me? <laughs> you know? Like, she's um, just been alone in her big old house by herself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, but, uh, yeah, so multiplayers and single-player games. Um, you know, we, we look, I think it, it could be a thing because you're, you're also interested in, in filmmaking. Um, that could be possibly like the reasoning why we gravitate towards campaigns, maybe, you know, um, as opposed could to be. like, yeah, as opposed to like most people who are very content to play like just multiplayer COD or, or CSGO all day long. And I can't do it. My brain won't let me. <laughs> See, I could do the whole COD thing, but it's like, what's the, the end purpose here? Like, yeah, my guns are powering up, but it's, what's the point exactly i need a i need a reason to care you know like i need to see some actual progress like i need to advancement in the story that either i'm getting closer to fidel castro or whatever or whatever you know just give me a end point and even if it takes several years to get there i don't care just give me an end point so that i could strive to get to it Exactly. I need to know what the numbers are, Mason. You know, I need to know. Yeah. You know? But I think I think uh I think game studios have quit on that aspect of what they tried to do with things like Destiny, which was a, something that was really cool to me, you know, because it's like you're trying to blend the story aspect that people like us love and then you're trying to mix it with the multiplayer aspect that a lot of people enjoy from, you know, Call of Duty, Halo you know, all these things and make it one cohesive game. So there's no, no longer modes. It's just this. And then somehow, I don't know how that got ruined, but it did. <laughs> yeah. I was never, by the way, I was never a destiny person. Neither was I. Cause I, I think I looked at it once and I went, I don't know what you guys are trying to do here. <laughs> I had an acquaintance that he swore by destiny. And you know when somebody tells you about a game often enough that it kind of makes you want to play it? Well, this yeah. person talked about it to the point that it made me not want to play it. So I never did. Wow. And yeah. I, I mean, yes, yeah, that sort of thing. And I think they're doing the same exact thing with the Avengers game. They're trying to do Destiny again. I, I'm, I'm, see, I'm, I have a, I'm indifferent towards that game. Like, I, as you guys know that I love Marvel and I can consume enough Marvel, but I don't want to play the games. Yeah. And I mean, people have, uh, I played the beta and um, played a little bit of it afterwards, but people have heard my, my thoughts on this. And if you haven't, I, I did a review on it, but yeah, long story, very short. Um, they're pretty much just, it's very fetch questy. It's very repetitive and it feels like a, a gotcha game that they just slap the the avengers on you know it's injustice with a model of paint yes and it's very basic like it's not as cool as injustice it doesn't feel as original at all really you know it's the most generic story ever you know <laughs> you know what game is like that but i kind of like enjoy it a lot because you at least get to well and the marvel one you get to enjoy the unlock characters also but the dragon ball z uh oh my god what's the the RPG one that you get control Goku, you fly around to the city, you gotta collect the Dragon Ball, so you get to wish for a wish, you get to make a wish, 
Ooh, they, I, I know which. Okay, uh, I know which one you're talking about, but I don't know the name because they all have insane names. <laughs> yeah, it's not Bodokai. It's not none of those. It's Dragon Ball. I have the game in my PS4. Dragon uh, Ball Kakarot. <laughs> no, it's not that one. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Can't spell Dragon Ball. Jesus. Dragon Ball Krillin sucks. See <laughs> games. <laughs> RPG. It's called Xenoverse 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the name. It was a good game. It is, but it's one of those fetchy games that is like, okay, so now you gotta fight this person. You yeah. collect the Dragon Balls, or you fight this person, you unlock a piece of clothing. Very and true. I built up a character, and I built up my character, and my character was very strong, but what separates that game from other games is that you have an end goal. Though. You have a story that you're following. So that's why I kind of got so far in the game. Exactly. And it's the same reason why I end up coming in and out of Planet Side 2 is because Planet Side 2 is, is insane, especially when it was at its height. I remember playing it when it first came out and then it like reached its peak where there were so many people online all the time. Like you couldn't go anywhere without running into people. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, you know, it was this sort of insane battle all the time. It was a never-ending battle, and you know, it's not like it's not like Call of Duty where a match ends. Like it's literally a fight all the time, twenty-four-seven. You know, so it never ends, and you're you're coming up with this story in your own head of these of this platoon that you're a part of, and these these fights that you're in, and everything is kind of, you know, you make a narrative in your head of why you're fighting. Mm -hmm. You know. But in, there's no winner and there's no loser. So I kept, you know, I kept getting out of the game and then I'll get back into it because it was so fun. And, you know, I would remember like the good times of like, oh, man, it's 4 a.m. And I'm trapped behind a rock, you know, fighting off an entire army just by myself. You know, like you feel like you're the Alamo. And then, you know, I go, well, where am I going with this game? Where's the story going? Then I stop playing it again. <laughs> but then you come back to it. Is it then I come back to it? And I came back to it again this year when quarantine started because I was like, I wonder if anybody's playing this game. And then I've realized people were still. And I was like, maybe I'll just play one. Maybe I'll just play a little bit, like an hour. And then I was like three hours deep and then 10 hours deep. And then I stopped playing it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, but yeah, uh, so that's, that's kind of a weird stories, you know, story modes versus multiplayers. But um, I guess the, the final, uh, the final games. Because I think, you know, we, we could talk Beyblades and stuff. Not Beyblades, uh, Digimons. Like, they remember they made, like, the Neopets Digimons? Like, that weird nonsense? I had one, and I... It was a fun game to 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 walk around with. But I, I, I never, was never into those uh, Chia... I was going to say Chia Pets. And <laughs> into those uh, Tamagotchis games. Like, yeah, you could have it, but it's... Eh, what's the point? Exactly, but they, poop, um, they die, and you gotta feed them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's having kids. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was an irresponsible kid to care for them at that point. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, but then, uh, what is it? What was it? That kind of they they made so many stupid games and card games and stuff that would that would you know expansion packs on expansion packs and like Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, where it was Blue Eyes White Dragon for the longest time was the Trump card. That was the card. Or um was the the was the wizard one. Dark Magician. Was, 
yeah, Dark Magician that would just mess people up. Um, and then they added the expansion packs. And then that became, you know, the expansion pack would be the most powerful card in order to get you to buy 50 expansion packs for a chance to get this one golden card. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then by the time you get it, they added three more expansion packs. You know? <laughs> and even now, if you look at, like, the the some of the the gameplay is very different than what it originally used to be. Like, you have, uh, what is it called? The pendulum cards or the... Oh my god! What the once they gotta count how many cars in uh in the corners they are, so many mechanics. Exactly, but um, yeah. So they've made so many of these things, but what I want to ask you is which one of all of the not just the ones we've listed, but all of the insane games that they've made when we were growing up, all these insane things. What what's your favorite one? And what are what's the number one thing aside from the Pokemon cards that you which game would you want to pass down to your uh, to your lineage? Of all the games that I've played, I guess honestly, honestly, for me, it would have to be Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. I feel that is a game that teaches you not just strategy, but it teaches you. Um, well, yeah, that's the main thing. It teaches you strategy and it teaches you how to come up with different solutions to problems. And it teaches you not just how to beat your opponent, but how to play with your opponent. Ooh, okay, okay. So Yeah, so that's a game that I, when I first started playing, I used to play it because of the anime drew me to the card game. But as I, as I played it and I learned the rules, I became a good player. And as I became a good player, I became a really good player. So I would love to pass that legacy down. Nice, nice. Mine, um, I think, would either be uh, Beyblades or Pogs. (laughs) Pogs. I'm not too familiar. Let me do some Googling here. Yeah, Pogs were like those. Yeah, yeah, P-O-G. They were like those, um, those, like, discs. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had a lot of them. We, I had the Animaniacs one. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. They're rebooting that. I'll bring them in. Bring them. Is that, like, I had the, because I think they made, like, Metal Pogs, too, because I remember having one. And that was just messed up, because everyone, you know, like, Pogs are mainly made of, like, cardboard or whatever. And then you come in with, like, a Metal Pog and just smack everyone else's Pogs. Back in the day, we, when I lived in the Dominican Republic, we couldn't, afford these because they were very high-end so we used to make our own out of uh bottle caps Ooh! so we used to smash them with rocks to the point that we were flat 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 and then we used to paint them blue so that it's easier to paint over them and then we used to paint whatever type of figurine we used to have for like we used to do the either animaniacs or something similar so we had our own a handmade version of them yeah which is like you know that's number one extremely innovative um because you're creating something and then you have that skill for life and number two um that's super lit because you know like you get to make something you know like on your own you know i a lot of smash fingers though i'll tell you that much that's very true i remember um we used to we used to be like out and like messing around with like 
cars or you know like whatever you know when your parents are like hey learn how to change oil or something you know and mm. just messing up my fingers trying to change oil in my car and you know or my mother's car because i didn't even, i wasn't even old enough to have a car yet you know and trying to like figure out how to work lawnmowers and all this crap you know no just, no i mean making these yeah mm-hmm. when we used to make these with the with the bottle caps with rocks a yeah. lot of smash fingers we used to like yeah paint yeah them. Yeah, so I mean, you know, like just doing stuff with your hands, just smashing them up, you know, just ruining your fingers for life. <laughs> it's a lost art for this generation. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, definitely, I would want to pass that down, or like Beyblades, because you know, there's something so satisfying and fun about ripping a Beyblade or just slamming a Pog down and just and just ruining someone's day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, let's hop into our last segment of the of the day. Um, music recommendations, Braulio. Any recommendations for the people? Well, before we get into our last segment of the day, I actually yeah. want to leave you with um a little bit of a mind effort and Ooh. something that is gonna shock your core and the listeners. Okay. So you know James Bond, right? The Double O Seven spy, license to kill. Yes. Yes. Did you know that he's actually not based on a British person or a white person? Interesting. Whom whom might this man be based upon? He is actually based, or theory is that he's based on a Dominican uh, diplomat named Porfirio Rubirosa, who was uh, the right-hand man of one of the Dominican dictators, Trujillo, who was a man that murdered a lot of my people mm. and the reason that james bond might be based on him is because the guy had <laughs> he had a license to kill he had the swag and he used to go on boat trips and have all these women and he was a spy a literal spy and you have to read the story man because i somebody sent the somebody sent me the story today and i was like that that makes no sense. And I was like, wow, this is insane. So to anybody listening, look up uh, Porfirio Rubirosa. I'm sending you the link so you can have it in the show notes so you can leave the, the right spelling of the name. Yeah, yeah, I got to put that in there. That way people so, can uh, check that out and see what's going on with that. And so you could do some reading because it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Like that's um that's one of those things that you really you don't you know you don't think about like what's uh what's this brand based on or what's this movie based on like you know like and then you look into the history of it and you're like that's eh, not based on Ian Fleming at all is it? <laughs> and it was interesting because a lot of what you know it's it could be fictional, but based on what this man's what this man did when he was under the when he was the right-hand man, or not the right-hand man, but one of the, the spies for the dictator, it's, you know, it correlates a lot to what James Bond did as a spy, so. Yeah, which, you know, we all, everybody knows Austin Powers is a, is a better uh, person, but, like, James Bond is a better spy, you know? Because, like, James Bond's a terrible dude. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but good spy, but Austin Powers, very, uh, very interesting, yet very cool guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, uh, 
this that's uh, our history. Yep. So music recommendation. Uh, uh, none this week actually. I haven't been listening to anything. I've just been mostly listening to pods, and I've been listening to the Rand Pod. I've been uh, I've been listening to the. I'm gonna butcher the name, but I'm gonna try to say it right. So correct me if I'm wrong. The Comic Book Click Podcast. Yep. 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 So those are the two that I've really been listening to this week. Lit, lit, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna recommend Fallout Boy again this time. I promise. Um, check out Mayday Parade. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, good, great band, solid band. Didn't get the recognition they deserved, honestly. Um, Mayday Parade and Third Eye, Bl- uh, Third Eye Blind, I believe. Yeah. Um. Did not get the rec- the love that they deserved, even though everyone still talks about why won't you step back from that ledge, my friend? Jumper, great song. Uh, you know, good, 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 good choice, good choice. Yeah, solid, solid, solid bands. Um, so yes, Bradley, where can the people find you? Uh, so you have multiple places that you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Bradley Show One. You'll find me on Instagram at Bradley's Underscore Show. You can find me on TikTok at Bearded underscore Avenger. You can find my podcast at Braulio's Show, anywhere the podcasts are sold. And Morgan is actually a very frequent guest on my show. You can also find me on Braulioshow.podbean.com. And you can find me probably at a 7-Eleven getting some pizza. Nice. Um, yeah, you can, uh, check out all of his links, check out all of his, uh, cool stuff, um, that he does. And we'll be doing more content as well together, which is really fun and really awesome. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Morgan L. Brooks. You can find me on Instagram at Morgan L. Underscore Brooks. Um, you can find me on the TikToks at Hidden Time Lord. You can check out my Twitch and my YouTube. Uh, both of those are also Hidden Time Lord. Um, links, of course, for everything will be in uh, Linktree or something. I don't know, Twitter, whatever. Check it all out. Um, you can check out this podcast, of course, wherever you get content from and share it with, you know, share with your friends, share with your enemies, share with your families, share with your mom um, and your sister. Uh, I don't know. You can find me also uh, doing video content, I guess, pretty soon um, with Braulio. And hit us up if you want to do some D&D stuff with us. Let us, let us know, you know. Let us know if something you want to see. Let us know if it's something you want to be a part of. Really reach out to us and let us know. Um, yeah. but, and, okay. and one thing that, uh, before you forget, uh, don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Yes. Uh, that would really help us out. Review. Yes, it really would. Um, give us a five-star review. Leave a leave a wonderful comment, you know, um, because it helps us it helps push us higher in the rankings, which means we can get more listeners, which means we can make more cool stuff for you and make more content for you, um, you know, and then get more people listen, better we get, more things we can do. Um, so as always, we love you. Uh, we thank you for being part of this community. Um, and we really hope that you stick around, really hope you bring more people in. Um, so thank you and, uh, and good night. <laughs>